I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. No One Likes Us Clothing is the no-wall clothing range. T-shirts, caps, polos, they've got it all. Visit www.noonelikesus.co.uk. Or why not visit the Blue Anchor, where a selection of shirts can be bought at the bar. www.noonelikesus.co.uk Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club, and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Akadung Millwall, 10 games into the league season. I thought it was time that we organised a roundtable conversation about, it's just short of the opening quarter of the season. Joining me on tonight's show, we've got Graham Payne. Welcome to the show, Graham. Hello, Nick. We've got Matt Richards. Welcome, Matt. Hi, Nick. And the husky voice, John Rankin. Welcome to the show, John. (laughs) Hello, Nick. Sponsored by Husky. Husky, Husky chocolate, yeah. Um, Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. I I was trying to think of uh, interesting and and, and kind of fun ways to start the conversation um, whilst avoiding um, Scott Malone's positivity tweet over the weekend. Um, I've I've come up with something. Um, I'm going to throw a question at all four of you now. Um, If you get it, I'd be really, really amazed. Um, what does Gary Rowett have in common with John, nicknamed Babacom Lee? John Babacom Lee and Gary Rowett. What would be the linking thing there? And if you get it, I'd be amazed if you get my my convoluted logic. I'm getting I'm getting shaky heads all on the four screens, the, the massed ranks of mill experience staring back at me. <laughs> John Babacom Lee, is actually a prison link, because um, obviously Gary Rowett's dad was a prison governor. John Babacom Lee was the man they couldn't hang in the 1880s. He was convicted <laughs> of uh, murder, and every time they tried to hang him at Exeter Jail, not not um, Mr. Rowett's Isle of Wight Jail, uh, the 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 uh, the me- mechanism of the gallows jammed, and they did it three times. They couldn't hang him, and then the medical officer retired. He wouldn't take part in proceedings anymore, and he was actually let off. And just as Gary Rowett, also gentlemen, is the man they cannot hang. How many times does the man get close to his P forty five before he pulls out a result, or it, the ball goes in the net and saves his bacon? I don't know. Um, we are talking, of course, after the. Saturday's strange win over over Blackpool. Um, 
I'd, chaps, I don't, I don't want to downgrade the win on on on, um, on Saturday because it was it was a win, and um, we, we'll take it all day long. But it felt a bit of an odd an odd win, uh, you know, the, the lack of buzz and excitement as we all retreated back up the uh, in my case along Zampa Road and, and uh, Bolina to go back to the station on Saturday. Um, but I think he's bought himself some more time. And John, do you think do you think Gary Rowett's out of the? Has he got off with John Babacombe Lee, and he's he's got off the gallows? I think he has. <laughs> I don't think he was ever on the gallow. It, it's, I mean, my understanding is that it's the chairman and the CEO who make these decisions. And yeah, I was talking to Matt Richards, myself and Matt, uh, met before the QPR game. And I was, I said to Matt, you know, what's, what's John Berylson's end game here? Well, why is he owning this club? An American hedge fund manager, um, baseball fan, he, he's, I think he's in, I looked up on Wikipedia, I think he's got investments in the Boston Red Sox. Now, what's, what's his angle? Because I looked at the accounts, being the geek I am, and it don't make money, Bill. I mean, we haven't posted a, a profit. I think, you know, I went right the way back. And, um, we lost 14 million during the COVID because our gate receipts were down. Losses are between three to five million. So my guess is that football is, you know, this is going to be controversial, but I can only say that to John Berylson, not already bothered, is he? And, you know, football's secondary. It, it's some sort of real estate play on a 125-year virtual freehold on very, very expensive real estate. Um are Lewis and Borough Council going to compulsorily purchase the den off him? And he will, that will be a very nice investment for him. So in a convoluted way, what I'm saying is, I don't think John Berylson's that, that bothered. I, I think that's, I'm questioning loyalty. I just don't think it's high up in his agenda. He'll say, well, you know, even if, even if the crowds go down to 5,000, that might say, well, hang on, that's in the cash flow. But it seems to me... I don't think we've got a chairman who's that, you know, he's loyal and he's well-respected and he's brought a lot of stability to the club. Uh, but is he that engaged in those kind of decisions? Maybe not. I don't know. So Gary Rowett, for me, is, and we all know this, he's here to stay until he walks. He signed a contract. They're not going to spend half a bar, you know, half and quit to get out of it. End of. Mm. I... I... Interesting view. I, 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 I don't know about, I mean, Theopathesis, Graham, famously said the way to make a small fortune out of football is to start off with a big fortune and <laughs> watch it go down. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I take John's point. Um, I, I would. I can't believe any anyone with money wants to watch, you know, just keep on lumping out, um, was it 10 million, 12 million, 14 million losses each year? We, we, we have never made money. We've only ever lost money. Um, I, I, I know what, I know what John's saying about the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, 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 what's his, what's his angle. I don't really have an answer if I'm truthful, um, to that question, but, um, he does keep, you know, John is still here. John Berylson is still here. He does keep funding the club, and long may he continue. Because I, I, I don't I, the the Lewisham thing. I, I, I is it compulsory purchase. They they don't seem to have um, much drive about them themselves. I mean, when when this project called New Bermondsey starts, I, I don't know. I've not seen a I've not seen a digger on site anywhere. Have you? Have you, Grant? No, no. I mean, it's always been there in the background, and. 
that's always been what most people think is John Barrelson's end game when New Bermondsey kicks off and all the yeah. real estate around it. So I, to say that I, I, I can't believe he would just let the club drift, you know, surely he doesn't want us back in League One. And, well, he's invested yeah. big time this year. I mean, the, yeah. the players he brought in, the German and and, uh, yeah. and and Fleming and others, you know, says to me that he's interested in in, in achieving um, whether he has the kind of funds required to really compete hard in in the championship. That's that's the question. I, I don't think um, you know. I, I, I'm not going to knock John Berylson's, um largesse, but uh, I think you do need a. You probably need more investment. Um, I think we all wonder whether what, what Husky uh, chocolates, because um, I mean they, they seem to have come in with, they seem to have money. Yeah. They're investing in Formula One, Graham, aren't they? Yeah, that was always, I always thought that when Husky come in, they would have a bigger, try to get more involved, and maybe, I mean, there's always been the, the rumor that maybe they would want to take the club over at some stage, but that hasn't happened. They seem to be happy, you know, just doing the shirt sponsorship, and as you say, they seem to invest in Formula One, but. I don't know. It's um, as you, he has invested this summer. You know, I just can't believe he'll let it just drift. If it continues the way it is, and you know, we keep and it, 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 something's you know something will have to change. I, I can't see it just saying Gary Rowett, you can carry on as it is because it's not enjoyable, is it? It's. I mean, no. certainly we walked we walked out, and it was like, did we win that game? It, it was just a surreal <laughs> feeling. It was. No one stayed for the. Normally, they're rocking all over the world. Everyone was out. They're gone. You know, yeah, no, just, they, they had yeah, gone. Exactly. I mean, Matt, you were there, you were there Saturday. Um, it feels churlish to to complain when we've won. It was it was a very odd odd uh, performance. I found um, we won it, so you mustn't you mustn't moan. But um, it didn't exactly leave me feeling like um, we're looking at a success a successful season ahead. How did you find Saturday game, mate? Well, I mean, it's like everyone's been saying, it, it was really flat. And like Graham was saying there, you know, it's, I think I was, I was straight up upstairs and out the ground as soon as I could. Um, it's in, this, this is not about this season, though, is it? This is this is culmination of three years of, of Gary Rowett, you know, and I've been a big backer of him. Um, but, you know, now we're kind of, it's his squad. Apart from perhaps like, you know, your Cooper, your Hutch, yeah, they're all in the back and bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody, everybody else is brand new, so he's had three years to put in his, you know, his, his style of play, his formation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the famous five across the back, and we've we've had highs and lows, and we, but we've had decent finishes. But you look at this year, you know, it's been it's been poor. There's been very few good performances. One really decent performance, and probably a second half against Cardiff. And people just fed up. I mean, I think it was a, it was a it was a massive thing on on Saturday. As soon as Blackpool scored and the crowd started getting on his back, that's the first time we've heard it at the Den. We've had it away Peterborough last year, but mm. that's that's a massive thing. People won't forget that. And the way we came out of the ground, it wasn't you know it wasn't as Graham was saying you know you weren't skipping out the ground. So we won't forget that. So when it happens again and we start going behind. It's going to be grey, rare, your football shit. It's going to be happening. So I think it's a big turning point. I think he's safe. I don't think he's going to be hung yet because I think he'll, he'll scrape by for now unless we get, get slipping. I can't see him being sacked unless we go into relegation. I can't. I can't. But then the, but then the big the big um, variable is the crowd. If the crowd is on his back, then Bells was going to, 
and Kavanaugh going to have to do something. Yeah, he says, I mean, I've just been looking at some of the interviews on the uh, London News Online. He, he talks about uh, the lead story is a... Uh, the Lions boss gives a detailed answer on this formation approach. I mean, it's kind of detailed. It basically says he's still sticking with his uh, five-man defence, yeah. really. Yeah. So I don't know how detailed, you, you know, um, apparently we played a 5-2-1-2 formation, which was was lost on me, listeners. I'm going to be really honest with you. Lost on me. <laughs> I saw there's 11 players on the pitch, and that was about it. <laughs> Sounds like a phone number, doesn't it? 5 2, one, two. Um, Apparently that's what we were playing Saturday. And he says here, I'll, I'll be, this is Gary Rowick, I'll, I'll be really honest, I was toying with switching to a four, but I didn't think we had time to do the work on it. Um, I felt, uh, let's do something slightly different. Hence, John, the changes in personnel, the, the dropping of bar. I, I thought that was a harsh decision. I suppose he'd argue that with the win, um, it's kind of justified. But I do you feel Bart is the source of our defensive woes, John? I mean, I, I, it was apparently uh, George Long is a leader on the field, a field and he's vocal. And that's where we've been falling short in Gary Rowett's eyes. I'm, I, I don't know. Well, I put on our WhatsApp group about three or four weeks ago. I'll give George Long a try. And everyone... You did say that. Kind of you did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and the reason, the reason for that is this. Um, you know, if you're going to play the ball around at the back, Bart is not your man. We all know that. Um, and also I'm beginning to see, see this is the thing about Millwall this is what's happened all over the years you have these sacred cows players become so embedded in the psychology that you mustn't criticise Bart you mustn't criticise Jake Cooper I think those two players have let us down badly I'll tell you for why and I'm, I'm, you know, you've asked me a question I'm, I'm going to yeah. say how I feel I can only speak for myself Um Norwich, Bart got beat on his on his inside post. You know, Sergeant went through, it was a quick one, two, bang. Right, I was there, yeah. I was at the line. And, you yeah. know, it, for a goalie to get beat, I mean, Bart's reputation is built on, I can save goals. I can't come for crosses, I'm shipping my feet, blah, 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 but I'll save a goal. Well, I haven't seen that. And I think George Long deserved a, a tryout. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, I'd keep him there for a while. I think he deserves a try. I think he's good. And this question of leadership at the back, well, it just bears out what we've been saying. I mean, there is no one leading. Gary Rout has got to think about the captaincy and whether he's going to have a proper captain on the pitch or whether he's going to have a message taker who just comes over and says, what do I do, boss? And goes and tells him. <laughs> he's, he's got to have, you know, I would put George, God, maybe George Savile, Billy Mitchell might be a bit young to be captain, but put your captain in that midfield because I'll tell you what, I mean, even Shortinson, I don't see his, I don't see his, you know, his mouth going. And a, a George Honeyman could be a captain. So, you know, I, I think you're getting close to some really fundamental issues, issues here. And you know I'm going to bang them up about defence, but I think our problems stem from defence this season. Well, this season for sure, we've conceded. Uh, I haven't got the results in front of me, and the number of two goal, two goal games where we've conceded is seems a lot. I mean, I mean, Graham. I mean, I, I do agree that the leadership on field leadership has been a problem um, for some time. I'm wondering whether that Jed, for you know, for all of his um, the soap opera of his departure, um, I, I was actually one of my notes to myself, Graham, was whether 
did Jed bring more leadership than he brought skill? Because, I mean, he, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, he had his flaws. I mean, he couldn't cross. Um, but what he did bring was um, what I think Honeyman's been brought in for has been that relentlessness. The Jed will tackle back. Jed will run. Jed will keep going. And I, I think the body language a few games this season has not been great out there. And maybe, maybe um, as, as, as John has put it there, maybe that's why uh, we need personalities out there that, uh, that G these players up. It, it seems a bit strange for a professional to suffer with this, but there we are. Maybe that's what we're dealing with, Grant? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I put it on the WhatsApp. The first half on Saturday was absolutely appalling. There was no movement. There's no one suggesting no. anything. It was just so flat. And, you know, I think you're right about Jed. I mean, I think he was like the, the, well, he was the top man. And I think the team looked to him as their leader, with, even though he wasn't the captain. Um, yeah. And, and with now, we're, as, as John's rightly said, Cooper, I don't think, is a good captain. And I don't think Sean Hutchinson is either. But who you give the captaincy to, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, Honeyman, I, I'm, I don't know about him. I, I'm still... I mean, Saturday he seemed to run around a bit and clobber someone. And Rowett, he, and the referee had a word with him and, and Rowett did the right thing and took him off because I think one more he'd have been sent off. And mm. Rowett took him off and brought on, I think he brought on Danny Mack and put Shackleton in into midfield. But I don't know who they would actually turn to. I think, mate, you know, I mean, he's, he's been <clears throat> the standout player for the last two or three games, has been Billy Mitchell for me. For all the stick he gets... He stood up. He was the only one against QPR who looked, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, he was right. trying and, you know, whether he's too young to take the captaincy on, I don't know. But, yeah, it is. is he, um, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Um, I, I think Zian Fleming was taken off. He was getting involved with um, some RG Barge, and I think the same same reason that Rowett took him off rather than see him get, I don't know, he's going to get booked or whatever he might have got there. If he raised his hands, he might get worse. But, um, I mean, uh, Matt, I mean, the, the, this 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 whole thing of leadership, I, I find it quite strange that professional footballers <laughs> don't find it within themselves when one of the most privileged professions going. Um, but they seem to need someone to bellow in their ears to what to do. It's it's it's. I know it's a general general thing, but it seems to be a a flaw in this squad. Well, I mean, you, you, yeah, I, I agree that you do need leadership on the pitch, but leadership obviously starts off the pitch as well. So it's all about that cohesive squad, isn't it, really? So it, it mm. stems from Rowett and the coaches. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, with what the guys are saying. Um, definitely we missing Jed and his leadership. He, he was a beating heart of the team. Who you have in there, I don't know. Um, I mean, I was, starting to que- I was thinking about this today, is questioning... I mean, Hutch is, is 32, isn't he? Or nearly 32. He must be knocking um, along now, yeah. And, yeah. And, he, and he's, you know, bless him, he's injury prone, but he's our best defender. You know, Cooper... He's not having a good season. Didn't have a great season last year. You know, he's, he's kind of being found out. So is it, you know, but, but I think we spent our money, obviously, and obviously transfer windows out anyway. But, you know, should we be thinking about replacing one of those two with a proper leader, a centre-half? You know, Pierce had that. Obviously, he didn't have the legs. Or he no. didn't have the skills at his age anyway. But maybe it's something there. Because I can't see a natural leader there. Billy Mitch is an obvious one, but he's probably too young. Um, like I said, and Honeyman, you know, I've, I've got question marks over Honeyman. I think he just seems to just jog around the pitch. He doesn't, he's, he's kind of sold to us as he's this firing 
midfielder who would be up and down and we'd love him. He just kind of jogs around, really. Um, he was nominated as player of the season uh, before, before yeah, he exactly. stopped well, the pitch. I'd like, to take it off. I'd like to take it off him now. He's lost that. He's lost it already. <laughs> so I can't, I can't see. There's no, there isn't a leader, I don't think, currently in, in the squad. Achtung, Mehlball. I was looking through some of these interviews just to try and get some ideas for this conversation, listeners. And it's quite interesting because there's there's one piece on, on London News where um, I suppose this is leadership in a way. Isn't it? Leadership is carrot and stick. So there's there's there's, there's one where um, Rowett says he's had to have words behind closed doors with, with the, the, the chaps, I think, as he as he calls them. Um, and he, you know, he, he said um, that he, he wants players to step up, which sounds like those that don't step up will... Uh, John, maybe your sacred cows will get, will get get sacrificed, you know, in, in on a, an altar outside in in the car park or something. Um, certainly, you, you know, Saturday, I, I thought might have been a roll of the dice, uh, a panicky roll of the dice, but he seems to have thought about it a little bit. I mean, I, I imagine this is going to be the, the team that takes the field at Ewood Park. Um, I, I can't see any reason to change it, particularly with a win under their belt. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not a great fan of Browett when he does this mixed messaging and starts blaming his players. What he should do is take responsibility himself and he should say, he should say things along the line up, you know, as follows. Um, we're obviously not performing as well as I think we should do. It's my fault. I'm going to find the solutions. Watch this space. I've got some good lads here and I'm going to make them perform better. Great managers like Ferguson and Cluffy, who I think yeah. great managers have existed, never, ever did that. They always were very careful about their players' self-esteem, and they would never, ever um, castigate players and say, well, it's not my fault, it's the players. You know, they would never do that. They would take ownership, and they would say, these are my boys, and I'm going to look after them, I'm going to give you a good performance. Now, you know... Um, I think, unfortunately, football's changed from when it was strapped into our DNA. It's a business, you know. He's kind of, he's got one eye on his next job, one eye on not getting sacked. It, it smacks of me as of uh, uh, middle management, you know, arse covering. I'm not impressed at all. What's the, <laughs> you know what no, I agree. I mean, I mean, Graham, there's a, there's, a, there's a strange. I mean, I don't know why I'm going to you for middle management, Graham, but there's the, the <laughs> words middle management. I thought I falls upon Graham on my screen. There is this. Um, Oxford quotation around it. Middle management. <laughs> Oxford quotation. There's um. I mean, there was a kind of a passive aggressive phrase that he used in one of his interviews, which I've kind of half written down. But it's not word for word quote here. But he's he's saying Graham that he's taking flack for the lads. Um, he's taking oh. flack for the lads. Um, he's, he's, <laughs> like, he's he's taking it. And you can you can imagine listeners anyone oh, you know listening around. Listening around the world, you can imagine what the West Lowers are uh, dishing out to him when um, the game was adrift. Yeah. I mean, there was one point in the second half ground where everyone seemed just seemed to be standing around. I thought, was it, is there a football match going on here? It's just yeah. like it's like nothing yeah. was happening, you know. Yeah, so you can imagine what's stopped, being dished out. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm taking flack for the lads, and it's up to them to, to step up. That's that's paraphrasing a bit. I mean, it it, it does have that kind of um, blame me quality, isn't it? This taking flack for the lads, it's, it's been. Apart from his first, I'd say, up until the the, co the, the original COVID, 
since he's come back, it's been this dire football. And, you know, people, want it, when they go, you've said it enough, Nick, when you're at the den, you've got to bring the crowd into it. And you the got crowd to. Are, not getting, are not getting into it because of what's going on on the pitch. You know, you basically, no. it's, it's getting to the stage now where I think, oh, we've got to wait to the second half because then it'll start. The first half is normally a non-event. Yeah. It's nil-nil. Yep. And then second half, we're attacking the cold blow lane and, it, you know, it, it'll have a go. But, it, it, you know, even taking flack for the lads is, is just rubbish. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not having yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, um, it, it's, it's an odd approach. I mean... It, uh, Matt, I mean, we, we were due to catch up with Matt. I, I, I spoke to Graham before the game, but we couldn't. I couldn't hang around for Matt. He was well late, you know, getting there to the ground. So <laughs> I couldn't wait. Um, yeah, I couldn't, ask, I, was, yeah. couldn't <laughs> um, I, could, I couldn't wait either. Um, the, uh, I mean, the, the number of times I've had conversation. I mean, I was, Graham and I were talking about people saying to me, "Oh, you know, go do these non-league games, and you go along, you enjoy it. You know, you can stand there with a beer in your hand, you can enjoy the football, such as the level." allows we'll we'll get the, 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 the that side of it but it's that it's that idea and i think i think it's a, a fair point that people aren't i'm not really enjoying going down the den particularly i'll go there out of a warped sense of loyalty what else what you know is this force of habit of 50 odd plus years now of going to the ground and that's not good you know you can't keep on testing people's patience and dishing up old old tosh and saying, well, you've got to keep coming because you're Law Millwall fans, or worse to that effect. It, the football needs to up itself, doesn't it? It does, it does. I mean, yeah, you're right. We'll, we'll go week in, week out. But, I mean, was it 11,000, 11,500 on Saturday? I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it seemed less than that. It didn't that. look like 11,000 in there. It was less than that. So, and if that continues, then it's going to be even less than that. So that's no good to the club, is it? So, you know, if, if you are, you know, in Berylson, whatever his end game is, you know, he doesn't want to lose money. So we need to get people coming in, and that's yeah. we're not, but we're not. They're not going to like that, you know. And it's um, yeah, it's, it's not. It's and it, well, and we're not going to win games either. So it's like so no. we're going to go down, and then we're going to, you know. So it's it's in nobody's interest for us to continue playing football the way we are and getting the results we are. And those, you know, the ultimate responsibility now, you know, I mean, two years ago I might have been arguing, well, it's not his squad, but it is his squad now. Yeah. So ultimately, it's his responsibility. It's very much his squad. I was going to make a joke about there being more bird shit affected seats than people in my block, but that will be that will be an exaggeration, listeners. It ain't that bad. But there was a lot of empty seats around me. I can tell you that uh, compared with some of the opening fixtures, which I know were in. in the At least you can spread out a bit more, though. That's, that's I used to, used to quite like that in the old days. You can put your feet up and everything like that. It's... I don't know what they feed these pigeons on. I remember they're eating the stuff out the, the old the old catering uh, food when it goes cold, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, we've got to be positive, gentlemen. We've been told by Scott oh, yeah. Malone, we've got these yeah. posted and then de- deleted this post. <laughs> that we I don't mind that, him. though. I don't mind no, him. I, I, don't, I, I, don't I don't mind him. Part of me, I don't mind him kind of being a bit spiky and kind of, well, you know, come on. I mean, Mor- Morrisonian, Morrisonian, isn't yeah. it? You know, um, we've, got, yeah. we've got nothing to be positive I, about, so he's an idiot. But, I mean, I don't mind him having a bit of a pop back because, you, you know, you want someone to have a bit of fire in their belly, don't you? You want them to have a bit of fire in One belly. thing that makes me laugh, chaps, is, is um, you know, the Millwall fans are good at dishing it out. I mean, that's that's one of our one of our club's um, top traits, I think. But they don't like it when someone says something back, do they? I mean, the, the torrent of abuse that came Scott's way before he deleted it. And I, I agree with Matt, it was a pretty stupid thing to say and ill-judged. 
But um, some very, very um, fragile, fragile egos lurking around out there, John. I mean, people don't like it when they have a go back. I mean, I'm sure if a player had a go at someone in the crowd, there would be uproar about it. It's it's a very odd, <laughs> it's very odd yeah. one-way street that people want, isn't it? I mean, you know, <laughs> we're all the certain generation, and normally your typical normal sport relishes the conflict. That's what we want. You know, I love it when people have a go at me. I think it's great, you know. I normally just start laughing personally, you know, and, and I mean, taking back to the 70s and 80s, you know, with banter leading to a bit of pie throwing, you know, and stuff like that. It was, or, or you know, stick that ups. Was, I mean, I've, I've seen that. I mean, there was, there was it Laurie Madden chinned someone, didn't he? And there was, there's a yeah. video of it as he's coming off the pitch. He actually, actually chins the, the fans coming on to congratulate him. He, he puts a right hander into the boat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm old um, enough. I mean, this. So just interrupting you, just social media. I mean, you know, people get very worked up over very little now. But yeah. one of my early memories oh, was oh. sitting in the seats at, at Cold Blow Lane, the orange seats, the forecourt seats, they called it. And there's a bloke next to me bellowing at Steve Brown, who was a winger in the early 70s. Steve Brown, who turned around and told him, fuck off. Back, he said, fuck off. <laughs> and then the bloke wants to have it out with him on the pitch. He's got his fists <laughs> ready to go. And they're, they're, oh, sit down, sit down, sit down. I mean, that's a bit, that was actual physical. They would, I think they would have taken it out into Cold Blow Lane afterwards. You know, that, that, that was, that's different. No, I mean, that's, we've moved no, on from those times. John, sorry, I interrupted you, mate. No, I was going to say, we used to regularly have, have a bit of verbals going with Dave Donaldson. Um, you, know, when, when, you know, all the time, Donaldson, you know, and he'd look around and fingers and all that. Fuck off. It was, what it was, right? There was, it was, it came from a, um, a position of caring, you know, faith. We were engaged with the team, and, and there was that real engagement and emotional investment. And, um, you know, you're right, it's, I don't, I mean, Saturday was not enjoyable. Um, I thought yeah. our performance was not good. And I, I always watch the replays afterwards as well, because you see two different games. I miss so much when I'm actually at the game, you know. And that Well, you watch the goal, whole the whole 90 minutes worth, John? Or the, yeah, I do, the yeah, whole yeah. Do you? Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And it comes laughs> wow. Out. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the YouTube oh, yeah. clip, you know, the, the two minutes on there. Well, That's what I watched. Really, I've been through the sky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, my son's got older and my daughter's grown up. I mean, you know, I have to think we're telling something. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, that Patino goal, right, yeah. that was a joke. They actually yeah. watch it. Watch what, I mean, I, you know how positive I'm on Billy Mitchell. Yeah, what yeah. Was he yeah. Doing? He nothing, was, nothing I, I saw four defenders watching the ball. And we all know from our schoolboy football days, you don't watch the ball when you defend, you watch the men. You watch, you know, one goes after the ball and the others mark up. Yeah. Basics, in basics, that's that black call goal. And I think that's the root of it for me because, you know, I, listen, I can live with boring football as, we, as long as we like, you know, I don't care. But what I won't have is people coming, you know, teams coming down with travelling support and taking the piss out of us and walking through our defenders. We're, we're soft. Millwall's going soft. Our reputation is going all over the place. There was a bit of bite about us and, a, you know, a bit of robustness. Teams are taking the piss out of us. 
and it's got to stop. Yes, you know, at the back. That fascinates me. The, I mean, you're, you're right, uh, John. Everything you said there. Um, but I mean, I was talking to Neil Fischler Graham last uh, last Friday, and he's, it, it made a lot of people have made this point. Neil, particularly, that we're you know we're, we're coached by a group of defenders, including yeah. Rowett himself, plus yeah. the, uh, the the Paul Robinsons, and you know, I, I, I could. I, I could understand. Um, I'd actually made a mental note to myself to move on to the positive, but we're back onto the negative now. So I'm going to go on about negative. Um, yeah, John's, John's put me, pulled me back into the negative, which was defending. And you'd think, you'd think with four, I mean, Adam, Adam Barrett was a South End. Yeah. Um, Center you'd, you'd think we'd have that nailed, and uh, maybe, yeah, that maybe they won't have much of a clue going forwards. Um, that don't seem to be that way. I, I, I'm. There seems to be a lack of spirit in the squad, Graham. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I don't know if you'd definitely. agree with that. Definitely. I, I, I mean, when we spoke before the game on Saturday, we said, "Have the players just had enough of his of Rowett and his ideas?" You know, it, it must get yeah. to a stage where you just think, and you know, I can't, you know, enough's enough. Because you think back, Rowett's major thing was a solid. Defence. We we were hard to score against. Now every game this season, maybe apart from Stoke, I would say every team, well most teams have scored anyway. Cardiff had two chances, hit the post twice, mm. had another header. Uh, well, QPR yeah. in the week. The, the, the solidarity is not there anymore. And you know, as you say, all the backroom staff are defenders. Now, to me, in the summer, he, he should have he should have got a forward coaching, someone who's played in a forward position, midfielder or forward coaching, just to change it up a bit. You know? I no, just... I, I agree. agree. Um, I mean, Matt, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to drag us back to some positivity because uh, I'm trying to be counsel for the, the defence, uh, King's counsel now for Gary Rowett. Um, we, two points off the playoffs at the moment, Matt. Are we all being a bit yeah. harsh on, on, on the club? I mean, this is dreamland from Millwall historically to be, I mean, I know we're only 10 games in, but you know, being serious, that's two points off a six spot. That's the aim. That's that's the target for the season. I think that's what Malone was trying to drive at, perhaps with his yeah. positivity tweet. Yeah, yeah, I know, and 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 he's right, and that is right. You know, the fact, but you, you look, it's only ten games in. Um, hmm. I think Sunderland are fifth with fifteen points. So I've done a bit of homework. Borough yes. third from bottom with 10 points. So there's five yeah. points difference between fourth and bottom and fifth. So everybody's kind of much of a much. It's a very average start to the season for everybody, I think, apart from perhaps Sheffield United and Norwich are a decent team. So you're right. I think oh, you can't take, but I don't think you can take much by where we are as opposed to sixth place because I think everyone's a couple of points off a of sixth place, really. Us lot here looking at us on the screen here, you know, we are optimistic people, otherwise we wouldn't be going down the dent for like 40 or 50 odd years. I mean, we want to be positive. We're living, we're living hope, Matt. We're living it's, hope, it's, mate. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. If, if we were negative people, then, you know, this would no, be... No, you'd, you'd pack it up, wouldn't you? Exactly, pack yeah. It up. So, no, we, no. we want to be positive, you know. So, you know, it does. It did put my back up when I saw it. But I think um, there are elements of positivity. I think Fleming's looking a really good player. Well, that was one I was going to mention, Zio Fleming. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we can go into it and somebody else can talk about it. But, you know, I, I love his, what I love, so he's got quality, but I love his attitude. You can see his attitude. Mm. He's, a, he's a fighter. And some, you know, he's, he's going in for tackles where perhaps he shouldn't, but he really wants to impress. He, you get a feeling that he loves it here. 
he loves the club. He loves the chance he's been given, you know. So um, that's the that's the only that's the only positive thing I've got. <laughs> that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the one. That's, that's, that's the one that I wrote down. I mean, John. I mean, would he be your your standout positive for the season so far, Zian? Yeah, um, I've, I've written down here. I mean, he hit the post, didn't he? You know, uh, against Blackpool, a couple of times. Um, couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. I'm really impressed with him. What concerns me is that Rowett's going to move him around and, and you know, t- substitute him and then try to play him at number 10 for as long as he's fit, right? Mm, yeah. If he's fit, he turns out of his boots, ready to play him at number 10, leave him there. He's, Rowett's got to show some faith um, and trust in his players. And this is why when you get a manager start blaming his own players, it concerns me. Rowett doesn't know whether he's on four walks back. It's clear to me. I mean, he just hasn't got a clue what he's doing. And what Graham said there, you know, about we're so leaky defensively and yet all the coaching staff are defenders. You know, what's going on? Um, So I think if we get a solid platform back and a decent industrious midfield, Fleming could have, you know, could be brilliant uh, for us. Um, So I just like Rowick continues to play him, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I thought he was a, has been a revelation. More, more, Graham, because he's ambitious in his... I think I've said this a few times. He shows ambition on the ball. He'll have a go. He's prepared to fail, yeah. you know. And yes, there's a there's a shot that will go well wide at a mark or into yeah. the top deck of the, of the CBL or wherever. But it's that willingness to have a go because um, the percentage player doesn't doesn't want to make an error, doesn't want to make a mistake, and that goes nowhere. But I really yeah. like the look of the boy, Zian. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he is the you know the uh, shining light at the moment of the team, but. Um, and he, as you say, I like the fact that he's prepared to have a shot from the edge of the box. You know, a lot of the time you see him on the edge of the box and they'll they'll pass it somewhere else where if he's got the ball, he's looking to shoot. And I yeah. like that. And yeah, as you Hungry. say, sometimes it's yeah. going to go in, sometimes it's going to hit the top tier, but yeah. you've, got to, you've got to be prepared to give it, you know, try these things. I mean, Matt, I'm going to throw a, a name at you, Tyler Bury. Um, didn't yeah. see him Saturday. Um, I think by common consent, maybe maybe Zian is our most dangerous player for for his sheer willingness to to try and shoot from anywhere. Um, but by far uh, another standout player for me this season has been Tyler Buren. Yet he can't find a, a spot in, in Gary Rowett's side. Um, if I was in uh, Tyler's uh, shoes, I would think about a move away from a club that don't seem to or a manager that don't seem to want to play me. Well, I think this. I think this is um, it is a bit of a concern, really. And uh, thinking about Rowett, you know, in my mind, if I try and put myself into Gary Rowett's mind, who can do that? I don't know, but <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't see he's a sort of manager to play Tyler and ZM Fleming in the same team. He might be thinking it's too much creativity. Too that's much that stuff. thing that they say about luxury players. Yeah, know. yeah, that's why I think he's thinking. You know, Graham, you saying about percentage players. You know, he wants a certain amount of percentage players. He'd rather have Honeyman there. Then Fleming with Tyler, you know, and it was, it only stick Tyler on. I mean, I was everyone's. I think everybody wanted him to come on just for a bit of excitement at the end of the game, you know. But you think, well, he's only going to come on if we're losing or we're drawing. Yeah. That shouldn't be. Yeah. That shouldn't be the way. We should be going no. for it. We should be cutting, no. especially last twenty minutes. Everyone's tiring. You were crying out. I was looking over all the time. Looking, hopefully, hopefully, seeing him coming on. I see Danny Matt come on. You think, oh, it's nice to see Danny have a bit of a run out because I think he needs a run out. But 
it's not going to get you off your seat, is it? So no, no, I don't not know. the same way. No, no. Tyler, um, I think you're right, Nick. It's a question. I'm sure he's asked because he seems a bit of a he's a bit of a chippy boy, isn't he? I think he'll. Um, I'm sure. I think he's got his. Yeah, I think he's got his views and opinions, Tyler. I, I don't he's mind right. that. I, yeah, oh, he's, nice. he's, he's yeah. right. You know, I mean, I mean, John. I think Tyler knows his talent, and he knows that he's not getting a chance at. I think proven he can go past championship level defenders, like my knife goes through my low fat flora in the mornings. Um, you know, I find it quite strange that he's not playing. Just two starts for Tyler. Yeah. Seven off the bench. Well, when, when we did our last, uh, you know, chat, I think I said, my, you know, if he was the manager, right, you're drawing up your 11 players, who's the first name on your sheet? You've got to start somewhere. Maybe Tyler Bury. I think he's yeah. phenomenal. I, you know, I think Benicafone is a good, great player. And I know he comes in for such unfair criticism. My front three would be Fleming... Uh, Bury and Phobic, so I think they're, they're our three best. Yeah. And then you supplement that with, that. Well, yeah, and then you supplement that with Vogel Slammer, you know, um, who's mm. hit the bar twice, and good to me, and he's already getting coated off, and the kids aren't touching the ball, you know, it's ridiculous. So, um, Rowett's got you know, front players look after themselves, I mean, you know, they really do, they're instinctive, they, they go on creativity, just let them go. It's, you know, it's what's behind them that gives them the foundation. So I think that I think our front players look after themselves. If I if I was in the transfer market, I'd go in for that Preston North End centre half. What's his name? Story or something like that. You know, get a real solid boy in there, and uh, bang, there you go. Spend a lot of money on a really decent defender uh, to shore it up, and then let these front boys go. But Tyler Bury is just. A fantastic player, and uh, you know why he's not starting every single game is beyond me. I just, I just can't work out. Can't work out. Madness. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. I think football managers generally, and I think uh, Gary Rowett is like the wrong manager type, isn't he? That 
they fall into this cliche. Of, I mean, I found I found a um, I found a, a, a quote. He always says we don't have to tinker too much with the with the uh, the squad uh, or with the team. Um, he, he values uh, emphasizes the need for the the team. I put it in caps. It wasn't in the in the interview for the team to show up. That's he values team play, which is fair um, over the kind of. Uh, over the individual talent of the likes of Tyler Bury. I mean, this, this is a fairly common thing that football managers say, isn't it? That they, they you know, does he yeah. do the backtracking? Does he, you know, it's like uh, Glenn Hoddle, famously for England, never yeah. did the backtracking, did he? Hoddle. So yeah. 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 We, we didn't play him. We're staying bowls in, in, I think he played for England once or twice. Didn't do the hard work, but only did the flair, Frank Worthington. And so it goes on. Um, we, we, we can name loads of players like it. But then... <sighs> I suppose Gary Rowett's employed, as he would see it, to get Millwall into the, the top half of the table. It's that, it's that bleak kind of attitude, rather than produce like Kevin Keegan did with resources, obviously with Newcastle, a team that you never forget with all strikers and everything going gung-ho. Um, Rowett would always probably fall on the percentage. And I, I, I can see I can see Tyler getting disgruntled with that, because I, I would be in his shoes, Graham. Definitely. Definitely. That's the, um as Matt said, it. I think he, you know, he's not probably short of a few, few words, and uh, I can't see how he's going to um, carry on just being, you know, on the bench and just getting the odd cameo, as you say, if we're losing or if, you know, or, or if we're drawing. But the thing, one thing that he's got that rest, none of one else in the team has got is pace. We've got no yeah. pace in that team. Now, if he come on, he's an outlet straight away. All oh, right, doesn't track yeah. back and all this. But, yeah. You know, that's the other thing. We, we, I mean, a lot of people around me always moan. When we're defending a corner, we bring everyone back. We never leave yeah. anyone up. Forward, uh, you no. could leave him up with, with pace yeah. and you've got an outlet. But no, we bring everyone back. And, it, it, you know, there's no... There's, and he, the team is really lacking in width and pace, in my eyes. The, the, the wing-backs, it doesn't work. Them, the wing-backs are, are not good enough to play the, foot, the role that... He wants them to play. They don't get, you know, fought down the line, crosses in, and then, and so, you know, that that's the issue for me: the w- lack of lack of whip and the lack of pace in the team. Are, are, you know, are the stumbling blocks for me when they're going, especially when they're going forward. You know? Yeah, I mean, Rowick kind of deal, if he deals with it, he touches on that because he says uh, the five at the back approach has served us well over over the years. Uh, but he then goes on to know he knows that QPR was boring and he, he that's when he said he took a lot of flack. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and then, you know, he hasn't had time to work on the four-man four defence approach, um, Matt, and there's loads of reasons, you know, so... Yeah, you, know, you can't keep saying this <laughs> for men. I mean, <laughs> this, this idea of exciting football, man. How are you going to work, mate? You know, <laughs> don't get you up into the top ten of the championship. Well, I mean, saying so, so you as a time. I mean, uh, I mean, how long does it? How long do they need? I thought. I thought at the start of the season, anyway. I thought he was supposed to be trying different formations, anyway, wasn't he? Really? Well, he's been dragged, before. kicking and screaming towards the four-man defence and the idea of attacking football. Wasn't he? I mean, um, I think it's like you said earlier. I think he's he's made scant. Um, or he's, he's mentioned it in passing, but he's never going to change. He's never. The only time he's done that is um, if, if you know if he's we forced to with twenty minutes to go and we're two 0 down. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's yeah. I can't see he's going to do that. It's not going to change that. I'm just looking at the next set of fixtures. We come back this international break this weekend, listeners. Obviously, 
Um, and then we come back to Blackburn away. Rotherham midweek away. That's going to good luck to those that go to the Rotherham midweek game. That's one uh, game too far for me. Uh, we've got some difficult fixtures, and you look at just some, you know, the two northern trips there. Then you've got Middlesbrough at home, Bristol away, mm-hmm. Watford uh, at home, West Brom at home. That'll be pantomime time, won't it? Um, then Huddersfield yep. away, Birmingham away, Hull and then Preston away to take us up to the World Cup break, this strange season that we're in. I suppose the eight there, uh, John's going to be to grind out another three or four results and keep us in the the mid to upper table zone, I guess. I hope you're not expecting any excitement, I'm John. <laughs> any flair? <laughs> we had a bit of a laugh on the WhatsApp group with our one manager from the first show. Right. And it's, you know, you can hear... <laughs> I, I know what the results are going to be, and I know what the post-match interview is going to be. You know, old Gary Rowett's reaction. You know, transition, most quality, all five at the back, jumps to the goal, post his side. You know, I mean, these phrases he comes out. With, I mean, you know, it's yeah. Where'd you start? I mean, um, this thing about Tyler Bury. I tell you what, he does get back though. He he does. He does. I've seen him covering um, yeah. down on the flanks. I lot. He tries. I think all these Millwall players do try. I just don't know what happens. They their edge drop and and they're very flat footed. You know, I was watching the defenders and they're. You know, there's no there's no bite. And I think something's happening there. I think they. I mean, when Alex Pierce was club captain, he, you know, he, when he did play, he really got them going. He got them well organised, and there's just yeah. something not yeah. genuine, isn't there? It's it's a plastic performance. There's no passion. There's no you know fight. There's no desire. There doesn't seem to be much hunger, and, and I feel well, sorry for the players. I really do, you know. I I wonder. I wonder, Graham, whether there are. I've said previously, I don't know Gary Rowett from at all, you know, but you, you, I wonder whether there is an undercurrent that players are dissatisfied with the way the management works there, and and I don't know that there's anyone in in the uh, backroom staff that acts as any kind of uh, uh, what's the word like a lightning rod for for frustration. I, I, the, 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 he seems to have players that he likes and players he doesn't like. I mean, Danny Mack, you know, um, clearly a favourite yeah. at the Den. Um, I think he's got his limits as, as you know, as a player, but um, he's going to bring the crowd into play. I, I think Gary Rowett mistrusts the idea of the Den coming into play. He says he likes it, but I don't think he really understands it, nor does he know how to um, tap into it. He definitely doesn't understand it, and, and I don't. I think you're right. He doesn't know how to tap into it, and yeah, I think he he has got certain players that he favours and others that. You know, he, he, he like Danny Mack. Mm. Um, I think even to a certain extent, George Savile, he seems to be in and out of the team a lot. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be a fave, does he? Tyler's no. definitely not a favourite. I mean, you know, George, keep no. giving him 10, 15 minutes is not exploiting him, in my opinion. Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, but we've got another block of tranche, I think is the word they use. A tranche <laughs> of 10 games up until... The World Cup break, which is in uh, in, in uh, 12th of December, uh, November is the last league game before we break for four weeks. Um, I mean, Matt, it's it's a big 10-game period, actually. I mean, I, I, I know we, we've joked at the start of the show about Gary Rowett jumping off the uh, the gallows, you know, singing and dancing. Um, 
I, I think if the disappointing performance and if the disappointing results continue, and we we look adrift, um, I, I don't think he's out the woods by any means. Mixing, mixing my metaphors, he's he's still got um, still got work to do, hasn't he? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what we because I don't think it's just about position in the league. Clearly, in my mind, anyway, I'd want us to be top ten. You know, not too far off the playoffs by then. You know, worst case scenario, really, worst case scenario. You know, like three points off the playoffs or something like that, three or four points. That's not too bad going into the World mm. Cup. Anything worse than that, and if the performances are the same sort of performances, and I think the crowd are going to be absolutely on his back because, like I said before, three years of him, three years is a long time at a club. He's got one of the longest serving managers in the league, let alone anywhere mm. else, or the whole of the football league. People get bored of it. We get bored of it. The players will get bored of it. You know, it's the same old voice, the same old things, the same time and time again. Talk about middle management. That's a typical thing, isn't it? It's the same old thing. We need to change it. So going back to um, Graham in middle management. Um, um, no offence, Graham. No offence. That's fine, mate. But, but, um, but it's true. So I think I think if it's if if we're not seeing the improvement in the performances and we're we're low temp and we're away off the playoffs. It's not good enough because this is what we've invested. We expected better. We expected better than last year. And that's what we've had for the last three years, isn't it? So, but I don't know if it's enough to to be sacked. I think it's only if the crowd really make it toxic. Untenable. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Well, there we are, listeners. If you want to make it untenable, I suppose it's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I want to... I was just going to say, Nick, I think the problem with Rao is he doesn't strike me as a people person. I, I, I think no, that's, that's his, his, his dad was a screw. His dad was a screw. That's why. He ran a nick on the Isle of Wight. That's why. I, I think after Steve Bills, <laughs> no, he, he's not. He, he's not a people person. I tell you why. Right. So last season, me and my son went to Stoke away, and we got there right. really early. And we were milling about, talking to some Stoke fans. Guess who come walking across the car park? Because he lives up there, doesn't he? Gary Rowett, the man himself, came walking across the car. There's a manager over. Let's go and say hello. He didn't want to know. He did not want to know. He couldn't get away from us quick enough. There we were. You know, Millwall scarf on. It was our past 12. We were up in Stoke. And he just yeah. didn't want to know it. I, I took a picture of him with my son, and he, you know, he didn't want to know. And I thought, well, fuck you. Um, that's not people person. He can at least sit. He could at least sit. He could have at least. He could have at least. No, seriously, he could have at least said someone like Brian Clough or Alex Ferguson or someone like that would have said. Yeah. She had a good time, that boys. There was bangs yeah. of time. It was hard, but twelve. He couldn't get away from us quick enough. And I just thought, well, there you go. That's a guy who's out for himself. He's out for his own career. So I, I've got no faith in him at all. And I think the players uh, are not playing for him. You know, th- these are young blokes, and you know, it's like that they they want to get the the just getting teachers' approval, isn't it? That's the psychology. They want to know that the manager values them and think highly of them and they want to please the manager I don't think that's what's happening I think he's going on TV blaming them and they're thinking well oh, fucking hell, you know I hope he does go to be honest with you you know I'm, I'm, 
I, I was a fan of him, but I don't know. I'm not anymore. To be honest with you. This is yeah. this is really going to raise people's spirits when as they listen to yeah, this in the say, gymnasium. Positivity was my watchword for this show. There we are. I would have. I do want to finish with some positivity. Um, I would, uh, we, uh, Neil mentioned the under twenty ones, Graham. I mean, they're, they're going yeah. great guns. All out attacking side. Uh, Eighteen points. Six wins from six starts. Scoring loads of goals. Where do you see them all going in the transfer market? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, something's going right there. We've, you know, yeah, they're yeah. scoring a lot of goals. You know, it's threes and fours. Nearly Abdul, every game, Abdul I Malik, I think, is yeah. scoring well. Uh, the, the boy Topolodge, I think, has been involved. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd have to get the names up on the screen there, but I just wanted to uh, tip my tip out collective hats to yeah. the under 21s are going great guns at the moment. Yeah. I it's might good. try and get over there. I always say this. I always say this, Matt. I always say I might, I might get along to a game. Um, like I said to Graham, I might get over to Beckham tomorrow, and then it gets close. So I'm like, oh, I can't be asked going over there. To- <laughs> <laughs> can't be asked going to, to the under 21s, but I- I'll say it for politeness's sake. Um, yeah, so to finish us off something positive, Matt. I mean, 10 games to go. Where do you, where do you see the next 10 game tranche going, mate? <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for the hospital part. Cheers. I'll try to use my best middle management. They all yeah. say they want to come on the yeah, show and I'll give yeah, hospital yeah, pass yeah, yeah. so they won't come back yeah. then, listeners. I mean, <laughs> well, we, you know, I mean, it, it is still early in the season and the players are getting used to playing with one another. You know, Fleming, a phobia, I thought a phobia played well, played well yeah, on Saturday. He did, he did. Yeah. I think, I think I mentioned it um, when I phoned in on my voicemail. You know, if you play the ball to him in the right way, invariably he does well but we he's, he's always shouting for it we're not putting it in the right place so i think that could be a, another positive as well fleming hutch will be back in a in a in a game or two yeah yeah so, and um and know, bennett and as well is really... game, yeah and bennett, yeah. bennett's not far away we've got we've got some winnable games so let's hope and the five games we have lost are against sides that are in the top six yeah so you know that's good no I, I, that's, you know, that's so a fair that's, comment so yeah. hang on to that. If you if you believe that, then you believe anything. No, no, I'm being positive. <laughs> I'm being positive. So there is, you know, I think there are things to cling on, cling on to. Yeah, cling on to. Say something positive, John. Come on. Well, we'll have Ryan Leonard and Mace Bennett back. Hopefully. Ryan Leonard, not so much. I think Ron Leonard is um, is is for the doctor. Doctor, was it um, the, the Mrs. Miggins's pie shop? But um, I think certainly uh, yeah. Bennett's on his way back. Yeah, and and well, do you, and, uh, do you remember the Swansea? Do you remember the Swansea game? Ryan Leonard's goal saving oh, yeah. tackle against yeah. Swansea. Yeah, yeah, I do. Fantastic. You know, and uh, Norwich when we went up to Norwich, him and Sean Hutchins. <laughs> first half, Norwich weren't yeah. getting through we were we were good and that was excellent so there are some positives and I do think we miss Mason Bennett and again he's injured we do because yeah he you know he chases every ball down um basically I think it only takes one or two results to the crowd you know we get the enthusiasm yeah. back we have a couple of good results I mean I think QPR was a bitter pill to swallow because last low year point. low point no point we played them off the park and we played beautifully against QPR under the floodlights. 
and we all thought, oh, QPR again under the front lights, and it was awful. So I think, you know, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's painful sometimes being a Millwall supporter, but there you go, we're all signed up to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's only it's one or two performances and we'll all be back on board, you know, and we'll all love Gary Rowett again. And, uh, and it's, it's been it, you know, it's like... I'm going to finish with you, Graham. It's like an abusive relationship, mate, isn't it? Where you get, you get bashed up and then, then he tells you he loves you and he'll go back again. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> if they, if the next two games are away, if they can pick something up for them two away games, mm. then it'll pick up. Yeah. You know, that's the, pro- that's the issue. If we can get, start getting some points in away, away games and then the home games, and then it'll pick up. So hopefully, you know, Blackburn and Rotherham, I think they are. We come back with four points, two points, just something to get us on the yeah, board away from us. Amazing, you know yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll get the that'll get you know, that'll get the team going. Get the railway train rolling again. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a that's just a good way to leave it. Um, I want to say thank you to Matt Richards. Thank you, Matt, for joining us tonight. It's a pleasure, Nick. Thank so you. big thank you to John Rankin. Thank you, John. Thank you. Cheers. And, of course, to Graham. I will see him tomorrow night. I was only mucking about. I was going to go to the back end tomorrow. <laughs> I was only messing him about. Big thank you, Graham. Thank you for joining the show, Graham. Pleasure, Nick. Thank you. And thank you to you two, dear listeners, for joining us for this roundtable. We're going to take a little bit of a break over the internationals. Um, we'll be back um, ahead of that Blackburn game on October the 1st. So, until then, it's uh, goodbye from me, Nick Hart, and Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.